Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. And you're here. Thanks for choosing the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Your quest for podcasts of the paranormal, supernatural, and the unexplained ends here. We invite you to enjoy all our shows we have on this network. And right now, let's start with Strange Things with Joshua P. Warren. Welcome to our podcast. Please be aware the thoughts and opinions expressed by the host are their thoughts and opinions only and do not reflect those of iHeartMedia, iHeartRadio, Coast to Coast AM, employees of Premier Networks, or their sponsors and associates. We would like to encourage you to do your own research and discover the subject matter for yourself. On this show, I'll be bringing you brand new, mind-blowing content, news, exercises, and weird experiments you can do at home, and a lot more. On this edition of the program, this happens when you die. And, and, a Wayne Newton story. That's kind of a bonus. <laughs> you know, yes, I've, I've lived in Las Vegas for... Five years, and I finally got to see Mr. Las Vegas, the legendary Wayne Newton, perform his show. I was right near the stage. He's 80 years old, and he told a really interesting story that I'm going to share with you in a little bit. But first, uh, I am recording this show in late October, so Halloween is on my mind, of course, and the general concept behind Halloween is that when you die, you don't really die. Uh, there are spirits that live on, and we can sometimes interact with them. And I'll just tell you, this past year, 2022, a lot of people in and around my circles have died. I won't go down the list. Uh, now, I know that happens every year since I know a lot of people, but in this case, a lot of them have died much younger than expected. I mean, some of them in their 30s. And when people die younger than expected, it really makes you think about the value of life and the reality of death. Uh, no matter who you are, it will eventually come. And, and right now, the world is full of literal life and death struggles, just as it always has been through thousands of years. Uh, you know, the world right now, it's full of, um, of a lot of challenges. 
And uh, let me just mention this real quick. I want to point out that I don't talk about politics on this show because I want you to have a refuge from all that. But I I will say this uh, here in the USA, we have an important election coming up soon. And I just want to give you one piece of advice as you consider all the challenges we have in the world. You know, my entire life, I have always been registered as an independent. And I have voted for members of just about every party out there. I look at the person running first and the party second. And sometimes there is no distinction and sometimes there is. And there's also a big difference between voting for a local politician versus a federal one. Well, I'm not going to tell you who I think you should vote for because I don't even think that would make a difference. But here's what I want to say. I have based my entire life on the First Amendment and the freedom of speech and expression. It is the most valuable right and the source of true freedom. The freedom of speech does not exist to protect the speech you like. That speech, the speech you like, doesn't need to be protected. The freedom of speech is there to protect the speech you do not like. And if you allow censorship to exist, then today the person you don't like may get censored. But guess what? The tables always turn. And in the future, if we accept that precedent, then it will be you who gets censored next. It will be the person you like who gets censored next. This is how the pendulum always swings and what goes around comes around. So hopefully you see that and understand that. So if you enjoy this show and any show for that matter, really, and you want to hear all points of view from all shows so you can make up your own mind about what you want to believe, well, please, please, please vote for the candidates that you believe are most likely to preserve the freedom of speech. Even if you don't like everything about that person, there is no perfect person alive, but at least protect the right to say to that person, I don't like you, rather than vote for someone you may like who will eventually take that right away from you for the future. Protect the First Amendment at all costs. That is my advice to you as you cast your vote in the USA. And I know some of you are voting already. You know, this month on uh, October 25th, 2022, I turned 46 years old. And that may not sound too old to some of you, but like Indiana Jones said, uh, it's not the years, it's the mileage. And trust me, I have put a lot of miles on this life. I've basically lived several lifetimes, I think. And I don't care about living to be old. Uh, it's about quality versus quantity. For example, I I love watching my favorite movie for two hours, but I wouldn't want to watch it for 12 hours. You know what I mean? By the way, my favorite movie is Raiders of the Lost Ark. So I, I don't care if I live to be a truly old man. I'd rather not, frankly, because it just doesn't look very fun most of the time when I see people who live to be very old. Uh But I probably will. Uh, since all of my grandparents lived to be old as the hills well into their 90s. So, uh, you know, as I'm turning 46 here, the doctor says we have to take new tests now. He goes, 
Now that you're this age, we can do one of two things. We can take this endoscope, this plumber's snake camera here, and shove it where the sun don't shine. Or you can take this little bucket here and give us a sample. You know what I mean. And I said, that is a no-brainer. I think this is the easiest question I've ever been asked. So we settled on option number two. And then the doctor asked, do you ever wake up and feel anxiety? And I said, yes, just about every day. But uh, I presume that's probably how squirrels and birds and fish and everything in nature feels. I mean, isn't that just part of being here? I mean, are there people who don't feel that? <laughs> you know, like, that's my question. Because I bet being a numb sociopath is is awful nice, but I understand that people are supposed to feel things. And and if you can actually feel things, then you're going to feel some anxiety since everybody you know gets to break down and die. And you also die. So this doesn't end well. Uh, am I missing something here? Have I been misinformed? If anything, pain and anxiety can uh, drive you uh, to know what you should be doing. It helps you. It protects you. It shows you what you should be avoiding. Um, and I'm not talking about, you know, the afterlife. That sounds like a fun party. But what I'm talking about is what happens in the meantime. So, so there's no need to email me with your afterlife theories and beliefs. By the way, I apologize if this podcast is not lifting your spirits. But listen, the doctor said I was normal. Um, but my point is, there seems to be a reason for this. Um, if you believe in an afterlife, people say, well, well, why does God allow people to suffer and die? And perhaps the reason that God doesn't always seem to care if you live or die is because those two things are no different to God. You've always been alive to God, and you'll always be alive to God. You observe and go through painful transitions from your point of view. But from God's point of view, you're always just the same. You're just a spirit going through cycles, but never actually really dying. And there seems to be some kind of plan, whether or not you believe in God, there seems to be some kind of a design behind everything that gives us some insight. And we sometimes experience this through synchronicities in our lives. And that takes me to the story that 80 year old Wayne Newton told on the stage the other day about his life and the incredible things he's been through. So when we get back from our break, I'm going to tell you what he said, uh, and he said a lot of stuff, but, but one in particular that stands out. I also want to say that, um, as you know, uh, I try to be a very generous guy. I enjoy giving away things, especially around the holidays. Uh, I like to surprise people who uh, follow me or people who subscribe to my newsletter. What I don't like is when somebody like this guy today, he emailed me out of the blue and he says, hey, Send me a free wishing machine and a free prayer board and a free bad buster. It's like, whoa, well, you know, for one thing, do you know even how to use those tools? Because that's step number one. 
Uh, that's like, send me a car. Do you know how to drive? No. Well, maybe you should learn how to drive first. Send me a Stradivarius. Do you know how to play the violin? No. Maybe you should learn that first. Dr. Mulder puts a lot of time and attention into building a wishing machine. I've seen him with his carpal tunnel glove on before because it's, it's a wishing machine, for example, is more than the sum of its physical parts. There's a lot of other energy and technique that goes into crafting it. So, you know, there's this thing like, uh, don't, you, I mean, instead of teaching, well, let me put it this way. Instead of giving a man a fish so he can eat for a day, you teach him how to fish so he can eat for a lifetime. And I was like, look, if I just send you this stuff, you're not going to know what to do with it. They're going to be paperweights. You're going to use them like a genie. You're going to say, give me my wish. And it's not going to work. Instead, you, it starts with information. That's the valuable thing. You are going to you're going to manifest. I'm going to send you free information and you can use that to manifest the money to buy these tools that you want to further your education. And I'm happy to send you free information. That's the most important thing. And that's why if you go to joshuapwarren.com, you'll see on the homepage a spot for my free e-newsletter. You put your email address in there, hit the submit button. You will instantly receive free links from me to information and good luck charms and things that will start you on your journey. That is how all this works for you. JoshuaPWarren.com. I am Joshua P. Warren, and you are listening to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. And I will be right back. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. People don't always realize just how much their negative thoughts and experiences stick with them and weigh them down. You may find your brain constantly running through a highlight reel of bad moments. That comment your friend made last week that hurt your feelings. That frustrating thing your mom does. Or that silly thing you said in a meeting. Maybe it's time to get it all off your chest. Whether it's a tiny annoyance or something much bigger, talking about it can give you some relief and lead you to a potential solution. That's where therapy comes in. It's a safe space to share whatever's weighing you down and learn to process it so your internal highlight reel can focus on the good stuff. And BetterHelp offers affordable online therapy on a schedule that works for you. Connect with a licensed therapist by text, phone, or video call. Start the process in minutes and switch therapist anytime. Let it out with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash strange things today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash strange things. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER.
This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. I'm your host, the Wizard of Weird, Joshua P. Warren, beaming into your wormhole brain from my studio in Sin City, Las Vegas, Nevada, where every day is golden and every night is silver. By the way, that guy who asked me to send him all this stuff for free for no reason, total stranger. He says he was upset that I wouldn't do it. He says, well, what, what is these? You're always talking about this. Is this just a bunch of money-making shenanigans? I thought to myself, this guy is going to be lacking the rest of his life unless he understands that the first step, the point of all this is to learn how to empower yourself. And you have got to be motivated to start learning how you can make these things happen. I can't do these things for you. Yes, there are tools, but those tools are not going to do you any good unless you Start understanding how to change your mindset about how to manifest things. It's like they say, nobody can do your push-ups for you. Doesn't matter how rich you are, how famous you are, how healthy you are, or how sick you are. Nobody can do your push-ups for you. You have to be able to learn. And so what I give is valuable, free information that helps people start learning. And then they don't need me to give them things. They start manifesting and they go, wow, now I understand how this works. And then they start seeing abundance flow and they can buy things. Uh, and that's an important part of life. And you have to participate instead of just sit back and wait for a handout. You're the one who's actually doing something. You're producing the magic. And when you talk to somebody who is famous, like Wayne Newton, 
I mean, this guy, uh, surely you know who he is, Mr. Las Vegas. He, 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 again, he's 80 years old now, born in 1942. And he started performing when he was a kid. I mean, like 13, 14, 15 years old, and he never stopped. One of the hardest working people ever. He, he worked with every great name you can, uh, you can imagine. Uh, I mean, he was best friends with the Rat Pack and, you know, I could do like a whole show just talking about the life of Wayne Newton. And, uh, at one point he was so super rich and famous here in Vegas. I mean, the top performer, I mean, he, he had, insane stuff like a huge ranch with penguins and kangaroos and a helicopter and just like like insane stuff like that right and at one but he you know at one point it all came crashing down and he he almost lost it all because of uh some financial troubles and so he's had big ups and downs and it was amazing for me and lauren to go and see him at the flamingo the other night and i was we were literally sitting like maybe three rows back from the stage so it was like he was just right there in our living room uh, honestly and it was an hour and a half and it was awesome. And he's telling stories about his life and showing videos and he's singing songs and his voice is, you know, not nearly as strong as it once was. I mean, again, 80 years old, but boy, he can still play. I didn't realize he played instruments like that. You know, he played the violin and the guitar and the slide guitar. I mean, talk about some nimble fingers. But um, anyway, as he's talking about his life, he told this story that I, I felt I would pass along to you. He said that when he was a very young man, uh, he was working for a while in the lounge at Harrah's Casino in Lake Tahoe. And this was so long ago that I'm sure everybody in the story is dead except for Wayne Newton. So he had been working the lounge, which was like the lowest rung that you could, you could work on as an entertainer, uh, because there was the lounge and then there was the main stage, you know, where the big feature performers would come. And so, but he, he always did a great job in the lounge and he was very reliable and he'd been doing it for again, quite a while. So at one point, um, there, they needed an opening act for the main stage. So he felt, well, you know, he'd obviously be interested in seeing if he could be an opening act and he sat down with the manager and all he said was since there's an opening and i've been successful in the lounge here for a long time is it possible i can get a shot at doing an opening act and he said he was shocked that this manager immediately became furious and stood up and pounded his fist on the table and said you will never set foot on that main stage and in fact i'm not sure we even want to have you back in the lounge again and stormed away, and Wayne Newton to this day has no idea why the, him suggesting that ticked that guy off so badly. It was so hurtful to him that at that point he said, you know, maybe it's time for me to stop show business. I'm still young enough. Like if, if there's, if I, this is, I'm a problem, then I can still go and find another trade and do something else in life. And he called his manager and he told his manager, I think, uh, you know, I think this is going to be it for me. I'm not going to do any more of this uh, lounge performance. And uh, the manager's like, well, we got to make some money. So let me at least find you, you know, one more gig here so we can save up some money. 
And uh, Wayne Newton says, well, get me as far away from Lake Tahoe as you can. And his manager found him a, a gig in Australia. <laughs> so, yeah, it's pretty far from Lake Tahoe. But as far as you can get, he said, without starting the journey, coming back, you know, <laughs> around the world the other way. So anyway, Wayne, young Wayne Newton goes to Australia and is performing. I don't forget where he said. And that's when the magic happened, because one night there was a man in that audience and he just happened to be on tour in Australia at the same time. And that man's name was Jack Benny. Now, for those of you who are really young, you may not realize that Jack Benny was one of the biggest stars of his his day. Um, he was a comedian and he had just fantastic shows on the radio and then TV and uh Jack Benny, you know, he's one of the, the legends. He was born in 1894 and he died in 1974. So he lived a long life. He died when he was 80. Jack Benny was in that audience in Australia, saw him perform and uh, afterward came up and said, you know what? My opening act is a lady from England. And after this uh, tour is over, she's going to go back to England. I need somebody who will open for me in the U.S., when I go back home and he goes, I want you, young Wayne Newton, to be my opening act. Okay, this is like hitting the lotto. He could not believe this. I mean, literally, this is the biggest thing that you could possibly imagine happening. So, uh, of course, Wayne Newton goes, yeah, yeah, send, you know, send me the contract. Go, Absolutely. So he gets the contract together and everything's just going full speed ahead. And Jack Benny's so excited. He goes, when we go back, we're going to play our first big show on the main stage at Harrah's in Lake Tahoe. And Jack and, and then Wayne Newton goes, uh, actually, I guess I should tell you there may be a problem with that. Jack Benny's like, huh? And he goes, uh, I have been told that I will never set foot on that main stage. And I'm not even sure I could even perform in the lounge again. And Jack Benny listened to this very, very thoughtfully. And he goes, well, if they don't want you, well, then let me tell you something. They're not going to have me. And Jack Benny signed him on and contacted Harris and said, this is my opening act. And they said, OK, and guess who became as his next show, <laughs> his next big show, the opener on the main stage at Harrah's at Lake Tahoe. Yes, Wayne Newton. And this was one of many things that helped to skyrocket his career, you know. And he'd been on shows like Bonanza when he was a kid. The point I'm making here is look at the synchronicity of that. How does that kind of thing just randomly happen? All right. It doesn't. When you hear stories like that from an 80-year-old man, and he told other ones, and you see the synchronicity, it shows you that there is a purpose for this life, and there is a design behind this life, and that is not all there just to end and get snuffed out when you breathe your last breath here on Earth. There is meaning behind life. Let that give you some hope. And so when we talk about what happens when, when you die, well, let's think about that for a moment. 
If you go to Wikipedia here and you just look up death, have you ever done that? It says death is the irreversible cessation of all biological functions that sustain an organism. For organisms with a brain, death can be defined as the irreversible cessation of functioning of the whole brain, including brain stem and brain death. So they say as of, well, right now, right now, every single day, how many people do you think die every single day? They say 150,000 people die every day. And aging is by far the most common cause of death. So, but we know that even dying is is not so simple as saying, well, everything has stopped because we have these issues about life support machines. And, you know, who who gets to define exactly when it's, it's over and it's time to pull the plug? It's a complex and messy thing, like a lot of things in life. When we come back from this break, I'm going to tell you what I think you should keep in mind when you ask that question of what happens when you die and then i'm going to go into contacting the dead it's a good time to think about that i guess i'm joshua p warren you're listening to strange things on the iheart radio and coast to coast am paranormal podcast network i'll be back after these important messages Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to fifteen hundred dollars again sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and game sense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park that's 1-800-GAMBLER This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex and then he's very vulnerable so you can kill him easily to die for is available now listen for free on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts
I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. I'm your host, Joshua P. Warren, and this is the show where the unusual becomes usual. I was born in Asheville, North Carolina. One of my favorite authors is a man who was also born there, Thomas Wolfe. His most famous book was called Look Homeward Angel. Yes, he was very long-winded, but boy, his descriptions could, uh, even though overboard, create an almost three-dimensional image for you of what he was living through and perceiving. And his brother, his older brother, Ben, died of tuberculosis. And even though it's fictionalized, he wrote about this because he was at his brother Ben's bedside. Uh, when Ben died and he wrote this one line that's always stuck with me. Thomas Wolf wrote, we can believe in the nothingness of life. We can believe in the nothingness of death and of life after death. But who can believe in the nothingness of Ben? You can apply that, can't you, to uh, just about anybody. Who can believe in the nothingness? Well, we all know about the law of conservation of energy, which basically states that energy cannot be created nor destroyed, simply transformed, conserved and transformed from one form to another. It's Energy, think about that. Energy cannot be created nor destroyed. It only transforms from one form to another. How many times do you need to hear that? And all things have energy. And I believe that if I am a part of the universe and I am conscious, well, then that means the universe is conscious. 
that all things are conscious. And that consciousness doesn't end. It just continues in some other form. Consciousness is self-perception. And you can have blackouts here and there, but they don't last forever. And a lot of it has to do with the polarity of vibrating or not vibrating. You know, when I was in science class, when I was a kid, they said, there's this thing called absolute zero. And if you reach that, no, there's no vibration. There's no energy. Everything is dead. And I thought for a long time, well, I guess that is true death. Like, like if you vibrate, in any way, like if you can look at something under a microscope and it's vibrating or jiggly on a quantum level, even then it's alive. But if that's all gone, I guess that's what true death is. Well, guess what? Turns out even the science has changed on that. If you look up absolute zero here, uh, on Wikipedia, the almighty Wikipedia, it, it goes to say it is commonly thought of as the lowest temperature possible, but it says that this is actually impossible. The laws of thermodynamics indicate that absolute zero cannot be reached using only thermodynamic means because the temperature of the substances being cooled approaches the temperature of the cooling agent. I know I don't want to get too technical here, but let me just say it, 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 it explains it by saying, and a system at absolute zero still possesses quantum mechanical zero point energy. The energy of its ground state at absolute zero and thus, and listen to this, the kinetic energy of the ground state cannot be removed. Scientists and technologists, they routinely achieve temperatures close to absolute zero. When, when you're getting into the quantum world, the Bose-Einstein condensate, superconductivity, superfluidity. But once again, the, the kinetic energy of the ground state cannot be removed. What does this tell you? It tells you that there is energy everywhere. Energy is consciousness. You are a part of that. You are conscious. So guess what? Everything is conscious to some extent and always will be. And look, I, I am not, I don't have a physics degree. And some physicists may tell me that I'm totally misinterpreting this to which I would say to that physicist, then explain to me in plain English how I am misinterpreting this and you are so much smarter because scientists only exist because there is so much we do not know. If we knew everything, science would come to an end. So some form of life and consciousness and identity continues. That's why we're able to measure anything. But let's get to what we're really talking about here. Well, how do you contact the dead? How do you contact these beings? Well, here's the truth. I have been trying for 30 years, and I can tell you there is no reliable way. Because a dead person is no longer one thing that can be contacted. 
uh, a dead human from our lives. A, a dead human becomes a spirit in the form of information in the ether. So I've said this before. It's kind of like if you have a picture of a tree on your computer, it's not a real tree. It's information that's designed to look like a tree and you look at it and you, you know what it is. You, you, you recognize it. You can hit the print button and you can print that out. And now you have a physical form of this representation. But even if you t- tear up that physical printout and throw it in the garbage, it doesn't destroy the information that was being represented by the printout. That's like you being the uh, a design of information and the, the printout being your body. You have always been infinite, timeless patterns of information that partially transform from state to state, and you will always be. You are a signal. And some people out there that we often call psychics have better antennas for those signals a lot of them are just con artists we know that but there are some people who do have this and i think everybody to a certain extent is capable of having it but but using technology you know like some tool well we are far from something that can reliably contact the dead so to speak like some telephone instead we just measure the anomalous activity in the local environment when it comes when when the spirit, okay, we measure the activity in the environment when a spirit of a person directs its energy toward that location. And sometimes it makes sense and sometimes it does not. And sometimes it only makes sense later on, after the fact, because you cannot treat the spirit of a person like a living human being. That would be like treating a movie about Indiana Jones the same way you treat an action figure of Indiana Jones. These are two related, but entirely different things. So the most reliable method of communication with those who have passed on is through observing synchronicities. Maybe some of them can come through and speak English, but most of them cannot. Most of them probably don't even care about you any more than you care about your own past life. You probably don't even remember it. So here's where we come full circle. Fittingly, the way that you know you live beyond death, the the synchronicities that demonstrate design and meaning in your life, is also the way you know you are communicating with a spirit. Synchronicity is the ultimate language between you and the mysterious intelligences of the universe. And that's why I believe people like Vance Pollock, who is an historian, he is a great channeler of this information because when he starts fixating his attention on a person who is no longer with us, then suddenly all of these amazing synchronicities occur that guide him to the information that he wants to know regarding that person. So let me repeat that. The way you know you live beyond death by experiencing these synchronicities that demonstrate design and meaning in your life is also the way 
that you know you're communicating with the spirit, just a person in another form. Synchronicity is the ultimate language between you and the, the, the mysterious intelligences of the universe. Hopefully that makes some sense. And I think that's the best, most honest explanation I can give you right now for what happens when you die and why that you don't really die. You just transform. You know, speaking of death, I recently went to sort of a little theme park. I get a little attraction that was set up here in Las Vegas for Halloween. And Lauren and I were walking through and they had an ambulance there. And there was an EMT or a, or a paramedic uh, inside the ambulance. And I walked up and she had a message for me. And I'm going to share that message with you. And you know what? This might save your life. Seriously. I'm Joshua P. Warren. You're listening to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. I will be right back. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex and then he's very vulnerable so you can kill him easily to die for is available now listen for free on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts i used to have so many men how this beguiling woman in her 50s she looked like a million bucks with zero qualifications she had a harvard plaque 
tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. That this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes. About six million. Approximately $11 million. Nearly $10 million was all gone employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry. She would probably have sex with one of her clients. Hide your money in your old rich men, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Back to the final segment of this edition of Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. I am your host, Joshua P. Warren. And here in Las Vegas, we have this, um, it's kind of a park or something like that, I guess you call it. It's, it's the, uh, the Magical Forest. It's owned by a nonprofit. And they are always creating little events there, seasonal stuff, to raise money for charity. So, you know, obviously it's like a winter wonderland at Christmas time, and I'm sure they do like an Easter egg hunt at Easter. Well, for Halloween, you know, they turn it into this haunted Halloween uh, village. And fortunately, it's for little kids mainly, so I can go. It's not too scary. I've I've been scared too badly in uh, an adult uh, haunted houses in my life. My heart can't take it anymore. So I, I like to go uh, where it's they they lower the the terror down quite a few notches. And so uh, Lauren and I we got our tickets and it was actually really cool. You know, you're walking around uh, these uh, trails where they have all these scenes with purple lights and there's characters like from the nightmare before Christmas and they're handing out candy to the kids. And, you know, it's, it's that kind of thing. And at one point I see this ambulance sitting there and we realize that, oh, this is like a, an educational thing. Uh, maybe I'm sure one of the sponsors is the local hospital. And so they are there to. Uh, teach kids about death. <laughs> I don't know. So, but, uh, so Lauren and I, we, we walk up to this, uh, ambulance and there was this, uh, very pleasant young lady with long hair sitting inside. And I, I don't know if she was an EMT or a paramedic, but she was one of those things. And she saw me and her eyes lit up and she goes, Hey. And I said, Hello. And she goes, I know you. And I said, Oh, well, really? Okay. And I'm thinking, well, she's seen me on TV or, you know, she's seen me on the, on the internet. I mean, something like that. I mean, that, that does happen sometimes. And, and, uh, I, I, so I cut, you know, I'm kind of joking and I'm cause I go, was that a good thing or a bad thing? You know? And she goes, and she pauses for a minute and she looks at me and she looks at Lauren and she says, 
you work at the college, right? You know, like, no. She goes, yes, you do. No. And I see that eerie look on her face. Like we don't know each other. And now this is the point when I'm thinking, okay, this is like when I walk up to the stagecoach with the banshee that takes you off and to the horizon there. And the grim reaper is like, Oh, I recognize you. You have a rendezvous with death. We have an appointment. Yeah. Um, you ever see Darby O'Gill and the little people? So I, but I tell her like, no, I, she goes, do you have a brother? I go, nope, I don't have a brother. And we're now we're back to like the weird doppelganger thing. So I'm getting like a creepy feeling that the the ambulance person is like, oh, I know you. We, yeah, we, we've got a destiny here. I said, I've never been in an ambulance, uh, and I've never come into any kind. So once we kind of got over that, she goes, well, come on inside. So I, I went inside and, uh, and honestly, I'm not sure if that's true. I've never, I'm, I think I was in a car accident when I was a little kid. I might have been in an ambulance, but I was okay. So, uh, so Lauren and I, you know, we get into this ambulance and, you know, I'm pretty tall. I'm six two, but, uh, but, you know, it was bigger inside than I thought. I didn't have to stoop too much. So anyway, we were sitting down and I don't want to like eat up time that the little kids could be enjoying, but I said, all right. So uh, she goes, well, any, any questions? I go, yeah. If you okay, let's say you're on a deserted island and, uh, you can only have three things to, you know, medical thing. What would you have? And she goes, Oh, that's a good question. And she goes, well, soap, clean water, and a shirt or something like that, that I could use to make a tourniquet. And I said, well, when you say soap and water, I was like, is that better than having like rubbing alcohol? She goes, yeah, 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 yeah. She goes, soap and water is, you wouldn't believe how, how much you can do, like how, how, uh, uh, valuable that is. And then she goes, but you definitely, you know, something to make a tourniquet. And so, and I, you know what? I've never had to make a tourniquet and I never really looked into it. And I really thanked her for that information. And I don't want to give you medical advice, but you know, I just went to, um, uh, I went to Google here and just typed in like how, you know, the steps to make a tourniquet, you find the source of bleeding, you apply pressure you get your tourniquet, which is like, you know, a strip of cloth or whatever, and you're supposed to, to uh, strap it around uh, the limb that's bleeding, but you want to get it as high as possible. So, like, if it's the arm, you want to go as close as you can to the armpit, or if it's a leg, you go as close as you can to the groin. But then you have to add what's called a windlass, or I don't know if it's a windlass or a windlass. So, in other words, you don't just tie it really tight. They say just, if you just tie a tight uh, tourniquet, that might actually do more damage. You need something like a stick or something you can put in there and wind it around and really put some serious like mechanical pressure on there. So look, just go go research that for yourself and look that up. Um, but I thought that was really interesting, you know, that that's what she said. Oh, yeah. By the way, uh, I do, do you know, I read I don't know if this is true that uh, John F. Kennedy's favorite poem was a poem called, uh, I have a rendezvous with death. That's spooky, isn't it? But I learned, uh, something cool from her. And, uh, again, it's one of those things. It's doesn't hurt to know it. Maybe knowing it 
saves you from ever having to need it. It's a, it's a very strange superstitious attitude, but it does exist. And, uh, I don't know. I don't know who this doppelganger is that's running around, but am I that common a looking person? Maybe so. Maybe so. Um, last thing I think I'm going to be able to get to before we end the show is that, uh, since Halloween is on my mind, you know, there's this question. I, I think my buddy Dean Warsing sent me this article about why supposedly that witches f- ride around on flying broomsticks. And I'm not sure that I ever really thought too much about that before. And there are a number of theories, but one of them is that it goes back thousands of years to the tradition of magical practitioners using staffs and wands. Even if you look at the Bible, you know, it's like Moses had his staff, which represented his magical power. Pharaoh's magicians had their staffs and Aaron had his rod. Um, and that basically wands just became kind of miniaturized versions of staffs. There's always been this idea that when, when you hold something that's shaped like a rod or a wand or, you know, something like that, uh, it, it, it allows you to direct energy. And that's why, you know, you can just use your finger and point your finger and sometimes do the, do the same kind of job. And so when the whole flying broomstick thing came up, I believe it said it was like in the middle ages or something. And, uh, you know, when they were persecuting witches. And so the idea was that all these, uh, women were, uh, witches, but they were hiding, of course, among us, hiding in plain sight. And so they would disguise their broomsticks. Actually, they would, they would disguise their wands and staffs as broomsticks. So it would fit in. And then they had, you know, of course, magical power. So they could just jump on that thing and fly around. In fact, there was some other like weird theory that they would, uh, possibly experiment with hallucinogens that they could rub on their body that would make them feel as though they were flying. And, uh, that was also attributed to witches. So uh, interesting theory. So we're almost out of time. Um, there are lots and lots of new UFO sightings occurring right now. Um, there are many pilots that are saying that they're seeing UFOs flying around the Big Dipper, which is generally speaking looking north, I think, right now in this point in, in, in astronomical history. So why would there be more and more UFOs appearing over the North Pole, basically? Where are they coming from? Um, I don't have time to get into speculation, but if you have any ideas, I'd love to hear about them. And uh, maybe I'll, you know, I'll talk more about that on a future podcast. But now it is time for us to uh, cleanse ourselves, prepare our minds for a great next week. Take a deep breath, if you can, close your eyes, and listen to The Good Fortune Tone.
That's it for this edition of the show. Follow me on Twitter at Joshua P. Warren. Plus, visit JoshuaPWarren.com to sign up for my free e-newsletter to receive a free instant gift and check out the cool stuff in the curiosity shop all at JoshuaPWarren.com. I have a fun one lined up for you next time, I promise. So please tell all your friends to subscribe to this show and to always remember the golden rule. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your interest and support. Thank you for staying curious. And I will talk to you again soon. You've been listening to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Thanks for listening to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Make sure and check out all our shows on the iHeartRadio app or by going to iHeartRadio.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men... How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...scams a bunch of famous athletes out of untold fortunes... Nearly $10 million was all gone. It's just unbelievable. Hide your money in your old rich man, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.